I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Try not to make too many sick noises. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of You Had Me to Eat. Do I just and I every time laughing? <laughs> sound horrible. Yeah. I do, don't I? I start laughing every time. I just, I mean, I just enjoy your company so very much, and um, and it's just you know it's, nice. now it's good to see you because we're doing this on um, on video too. So, well, it's good to see you. I will, I will let you know we have always seen each other because we've always <laughs> recorded face to face. Now other people can just see us, and I'm realizing now as I hit record, I'm wearing the same hoodie that I wore last time. I Whatever. Didn't, Maybe I, this is just my recording hoodie. <laughs> so comfortable. Yeah, you're going to record hoodie. like this. Mm-hmm. Jules, I f- am sick again. I know. I'm so sorry. I really am sorry. And I, I, I didn't give it to you. I did not. This sucks. I, the first time you got sick, I, I was afraid maybe I gave it to you over text. But um, I had, I'm convinced now I have nothing to do with these sicknesses because I am not sick. So. so Last week, I got like a little itchy throat, and I'm like, this is weird, because I still have remnants of COVID the first time. Well, COVID period. This is not COVID. Um, And it's been a month, and I'm like, my ear still hurts. Like, everything's still messed up in my sinuses. I still get crackly sinuses here, and which is what I had before. I had sinus surgery, so I'm like, great, I'm going to have to sinus surgery again. So I actually made an appointment that day when I started getting a little weird, then I'm like, I'm going to go see my sinus surgeon and just see, like, has COVID ruined my sinuses forever? Hmm. And then I started getting, like, a little coffee. And I'm like, mm, this is weird. So I took a COVID test and it's negative. And I'm like, good, because it doesn't feel like COVID. I didn't have the headache. My hands didn't hurt. Like, I didn't have all the symptoms that now I know were COVID symptoms. And I didn't, like, feel run down. I'm just like, oh, this is so weird. My ear hurts again. Like, I couldn't. Like, things were bad. So then the next day, I'm like, oh, this is a cold. And um, then it just was like, it's been gross for a week. And my ears hurt again. My ears were full. Like I can't hear anything. Mm. It's just awful. And uh, I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Took another COVID test just to make sure because now I'm paranoid, right? And you don't have the flu. So, well, well, I don't think it's the flu because I don't have like the body aches. I don't have anything, but I have massive pain every time I breathe because I'm pretty sure I dislocated some ribs and like really bruised my intercostal space between the ribs, just having like massive coughing and like massive the sneezes. I can't tell you. I absolutely peed myself. You're hot mess. Yeah. I mean, there's just no other way of putting it. Yeah. (laughs) It's bad. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. But like the whole time that COVID was a thing, pandemic. Um, we're all wearing masks and I have not had a cold since 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now look at me now. 
Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Wear your mask, everyone, because people are gross right now. Well, and it's I, just like I'm, the one night that I went out. Nope. And, it, and it's because you were serving mocktails at that party. That's what it was. Those teetotalers got you sick. I just, um, I want to thank whoever was <laughs> sick at the party who got me sick, um, yep. which honestly, everyone is sick right now. Yeah. Um, we just sent Matt's mom to Seattle and we're like, oh, sorry, Erica's sick. So we're going to like lice all everything. They're like, it's okay. I'm going to Seattle. And everyone is sick. And everyone <laughs> at home was sick. And like, I'm like, seriously? So everyone's just like accepting the fact that they're going to be just like, gross yeah it's just a bunch of I, I can't even tell you how many boxes of kleenex i've gone through but it has been one of the grossest colds that i can remember on record i'll put that on the list um seek sponsorship from kleenex <laughs> yeah and also aquaphor because all of this <laughs> yeah. is just like bright red i look like yeah. rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i've been like slathering aquaphor everywhere um it's yeah. been a good time Perfect. and like one of these times i just want to record something and sound Excellent. And I feel like so I got like a than you did this earlier. <coughs> yeah, except for that part. And I feel like I mean, we got like a few episodes of this podcast in and then I had COVID and then I sounded awful. And then since then my sinuses have been weird. So I feel like nobody knows my actual voice. Yeah. Well, there's something to look forward to. <laughs> One day, people. <laughs> we have something to look forward to. Yay. Hey, so guess what? Guess what I did? What? I finished my gift guide. Oh my god! Oh my yay! God. I know. I saw exciting. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I it was it definitely well. last minute. <laughs> hey, watch it. I'm I'm celebrating the positives here. I think listeners, we can see who is the glass half empty and who is the glass half full of this podcast. <laughs> my glass is full of pee. <laughs> No, you peed yourself. That's true. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I finally did. I was so excited. It took me many, many hours, but I'm very happy with it. Um, It looks great. It's got some fun stuff in there. Yeah. Um, What is, um, because I still have not shopped for, uh, I have not shopped for the holidays except for um, when I get really, excuse me, when I get really excited (laughs) at like, July and and August and I'm like oh, Christmas is going to be soon and then I go online and I buy a bunch of online gifts and mm-hmm. then I wrap them and then I'm like oh my gosh I'm done but like don't worry I'll finish up around like <clears throat> November December mm-hmm. not true and then I'm always in the spot where I am left into the last week to actually oh, yeah. finish buying products so 100% I know that there's a lot of people that could still use a yeah. gift guide oh yeah well the thing I tried to do in my gift guides and what I have been doing in the past you do a new one every year, which kudos to you because it's a lot of work putting together a gift guide. Um, what I have been doing is just updating my gift guide with, you know, adding because stuff doesn't go to style. You don't buy all of the gifts in the gift guide. And so I just kept adding and adding, adding. And this year I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do a whole new gift guide. And that's what my thought had been since June or July, like you said. <laughs> I hadn't gotten it done. So anyway, um, so I linked to my old gift guide, which is still quite relevant, um, but everything in there is brand new stuff, except for one thing, which I put in this gift guide, which was also in my other one, which is a homemade gift. And what I try to do is do stuff, everything from stocking stuffers to small appliances, just so that there's 
all kinds of things in there. And then I like a range of prices, a range of prices. Yes. Um, and I always like to have something that is homemade. I mean, of course you can always bake cookies or something like that, which is homemade. Right. But in this, I also pulled my, um, cookie mix in a jar recipe and linked to that as well because I just it's I so cute I and it's just that. such a good gift idea it is and everyone's seen the the layered one with the chocolate chip cookies and stuff and I have that of course but I also have a sugar cookie mix in a jar because I just think that those are so fun to make at the holidays because you can roll them out and um you know make cookie you know with your favorite cookie cutters but I um when I give those as gifts I always put like a little mini sugar cookie cutter and, and I attach mm-hmm. it with a ribbon on the outside. And I think that's really cute too, as a, as a gift. And those are so fun just to put together. You like line up a bunch of jars and you just do the ingredients all together like that. And it doesn't take that much time to put it together. And, um, when I, you know, give the ingredients for all of these jars, I make them all, you know, obviously gluten-free, but, um, dairy-free. And if you're using my products, then they're also top eight allergen friendly, um, uh, allergen free actually, because they're certified. And so, I mean, you could give these to everyone in your neighborhood if you wanted to. And I think that that's just a really inclusive and very thoughtful gift that doesn't cost a lot of money. So I, I linked that again in my gift guide, but this is the funny part. So, um, because I, I guess I brought it back up again, um, to the four, there were people commenting and on it again, and I started looking through the comments and it just makes me laugh every time. Like, it doesn't matter what we do as bloggers, right? Um, people are always going to complain. <laughs> and yes. Okay, okay. Have a free recipe with step-by-step directions, with pictures, with step-by-step photos and all this. And I give printables. So there's this PDF that you can print out that has the labels for everything and has like yeah, the front yeah. and the back of the ingredients you add, the, whatever. And I mentioned that there's two different types of cookies that you can you know make and all that. And multiple people have said, I don't understand. I'm so confused. I don't get which label goes with which cookie. And I'm like... Okay, I really don't know how much more clear I can make this. <laughs> like it says, <laughs> chocolate chip cookie, and then like and it has the round circle, and then right next to it, it has ingredients to add circle, and then right next to it is, is a circle that has directions, and then the next line below it is sugar cookie, and then ingredients to add, and then right next to that is the directions, and then the one below that is chocolate chip cookie ingredients to. I'm like, I really don't know. I mean, are you reading it? right to left or top to bottom or bottom (laughs) crosswise. Like I'm not really sure what else I can do to help you. And multiple people have said that. And so I just, I looked at it again. I'm like, how else can I help these people? I don't really know. Here's your free everything. And you still want to complain about it. I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sincerely sorry. (laughs) I couldn't make it more clear. I I'm sorry. But anyway, my favorite Instagram is, I believe it's, I am Baker Mm -hmm. who does a series of like, uh, Instagram reels that are like people's mean comments turned into Instagram reels. And it's like my favorite thing that bloggers are doing right now. It's so good. So funny. Yeah. I I have to read stuff like that periodically and and every once in a while. And we, we also, you and I, and several other people are a, a member of a a closed blogger group where we go in sometimes and share some of our favorite comments, you know, 
where people just say, I tried your recipe and it didn't work. I changed every ingredient and I didn't follow a single instruction, Yeah, but it didn't work. I promise. <laughs> and, and, and everyone who I know who I've really met is just like so grateful for yeah. everyone's help. And yet there are these bad apples that are the loudest and cause the most issues and just bring us down to not even want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But that's the joy of blogging. And what's nice to know is that it's not just food bloggers. It's all bloggers, all kinds. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what? I'm like, this is just part of the deal. And then you have to have to bitch about it sometimes. And then you move on. You have to. Yep, it's and just experience the, way it the is. joy of Christmas. It's the joy. Yep, it's the joy. I'm blessed joy to be holidays. able to share my printables and have people complain about that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not there with you right now to make it make it for you to make your homemade gift for you. <laughs> anyway, I just have to laugh. Like, Do you sell these? Do you sell these homemade <laughs> gifts in a jar? <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a bagged. I know. It's a bag mix. I know. But there's another well, thing in in there in my um in my gift guide that I love that actually is very relevant to what happened this week, which is um, I, I love giving um, things that you can give to someone else that they can make. And one of the things that's in there is um, uh, my um, gluten-free graham cracker and gingerbread mix, which makes gingerbread houses. And on my site, we started selling gingerbread house, um, kits like the the cutters for the large houses and for the small houses because I used to just give out a template again I I give out a free yep. template yep. on my website people can print out the paper and lay it on the not good enough the dough and cut it out for free but no people wanted the cutters I totally get it the cutters make it much easier so then we started sourcing the cutters and all that there's still a free template on my site if anyone wants to do it that way. But anyway, so I, I found a few years ago these little miniature cutters, which I think are the cutest thing ever. And they make these little tiny houses. You can put them on the side of a teacup or anything like that. So I started making those a couple years ago. And then lo and behold, Miss Erica, what did you do this week? I made these. Oh, my God. That's the cutest ever. I love it. It's so cute. I- I love making gingerbread houses because they never turn out the way that you want them to, which is they're practi- all unique practicing and not special being in perfect. their own way. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what we tell kids. It's like, mm, it. sure, you're unique and special, <laughs> just like my gingerbread house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a bunch of these like meringue. Meringue? What is, uh, sure. what, how you say in English? What is this <laughs> word that I'm looking for? Um, what are these things? They're like um, royal icing, yeah. pre-made little things. They're sugar. Sprinkles. It's basically just sugar. They're sugar. It's just sugar. Anyway, I bought them at the bakery and they were super cute and I had snowmen and I had trees and I had little wreaths and I had used them for some other holiday photos I'd done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put them on some gingerbread houses. So I made this little gingerbread house and on the top is all edible glitter, which when I was showing this um, before the show, I went and held it close to the camera and the edible glitter fell into the Mac keyboard. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get most of it out. But I'm pretty sure some of this edible glitter is under my command key. It'll which be, be there. Super festive. Years to come as a memory mm-hmm. of when the this Mac episode. people <laughs> when the Mac people are replacing my keyboard, they're gonna be like, Why the hell is there edible glitter <laughs> under all of the keypad? And be like, Oh, that Christmas thing when I was showing jewels, my edible glitter um little roof that I made. But aren't these so cute? Yeah. So what you can do is you can do two 
instead of just having this be a back, you can do two of these and you can hang it over a cup. Usually the cup cutters are a little bit higher, so you can just like rest it over uh, a cup thing. But I just, I they're so dang cute. They're so tiny yeah. and so cute. Everything's cute when it's tiny, isn't it? And for those of you who yeah. are listening to yeah. this podcast, you know the way podcasts are supposed to be. It fits in the palm enjoyed. of my hand. It fits in the, it's a literally a gingerbread house that fits in the palm of Erica's hand. They're so and cute. So teeny and tiny, cute. And yeah. there's all these little cute decorations on it. Yeah. And I made another one that has a little poinsettia on it. And it has all these like, they're called ugly Christmas sweater toppings. And it's really cute. I, have I, a just, I love sprinkles. You. Love sprinkles. Is love it, all of is it. Is it poinsettia or poinsettia? It's poinsettia. <laughs> but there's an I at the end of it. I know, but it's there is an I. It's spelled poinsettia. I don't know. Well, they're dangerous to cats, and that's all I know, so we don't have them in the house. So no wonder you don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's it's. Um, I live in the desert. Like, we don't have mm-hmm. flowers. Sure. It's just not a thing. Sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we have, we have Christmas cacti, which mm-hmm. is really cute. They bloom around December. But anyway, I love your gingerbread mix. It is seriously one of my favorite mixes that you have. Um, I've always loved it. That's how we always make our gingerbread. That and your sugar cookie cutout mix is, like, insanely good and insanely easy mm-hmm. to you. use. And um, I don't know how you do it. I mean, it's magic. I think it's witchcraft. Um, but, yeah, so that's what we do around the holidays. We make your sugar cookies. Top. That's how it yeah, works. Yeah, we make your sugar cookies and your gingerbread, and it's just – it's the best. And I I love um, any sort of, like, kitschy cutouts that you get. Like, yeah. so we have, like, a big – we have a puzzle cutout. Do you know what that is? Where it's, like – it it all goes into one. So it's like a big Christmas tree and within the big Christmas tree are itty bitty Christmas trees. And then you Ooh. put them all together to make a big, it's like a big thing. That sounds so, so cute. cool. I want, I want they that. They were one of our um, gifts for the gift guide for the magazine that we both worked in. Um, and I'm like, this is such a great idea. And it was really cute. So I love just like festive cookie cutters. I own way more than I should for oh, not being like a really big I have baker. Boxes but. and boxes of them. Yeah, you know what else is so really fun. cute is um, I made this a few years ago. Um, it's on my site um, in one of the sugar cookie recipes. But all you need to do, you can get them as a set. But if you don't have the set, you could do this yourself too. You can make a Christmas tree out of sugar cookies by just buying um, successively smaller sizes of star yes. cookie cutters. And yes. so you get like a yes. super large yeah. star and yeah. then you just get smaller ones. And then you just cut out your, and you, and you dye the, um, the dough green, or you could just use green sprinkles, sanding sugar on top of it with white icing. And you just stack them on top of each other with some icing in between. And it's, it looks like a Christmas tree. It's so cool. It's really, really neat. And so easy. I mean, it really does not take any kind of baking skill to do that at all. Very, very fun. Uh, yeah, I've seen them in a couple of magazines. Yeah. Sorry, is it choke on um, my water? Um, if you can tell, if you're watching this, I'm muting my mic a lot so I can just cough uh, disgusting stuff uh, away from the microphone so you don't have to hear it. We're all so. very, very appreciative. You're welcome, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> So, um, so that's what we've been doing this week. Uh, even though it's been a, a horrible, horrible mess of a week with being sick. Um, but we absolutely, I'm so excited that you mentioned that in your gift guide going full circle yeah. to what we were talking about before. It's such a cute gift. If you make the things yourself, or if you give people mm-hmm. the cookie cutter in the mix, they're both great ideas for a last minute gift. Right. Yeah, it is. It's a great last minute gift. Um, but also just super thoughtful and not very expensive. 
Um, so, yeah. so when do people have to order, by the way, from your site before you mean Christmas? if there's anything like, left? What what were we just well, right. talking if about? If you have stock in, yes, uh, last week. Mm. If you have stock in, yeah, we, we were literally just talking about the trials and tribulations of being a small business owner and trying to stay in stock. And this week, we uh, or in the last over the last two weeks, we ran out of bread mix, pizza mix, cornbread mix, cookie mix. So oh my God. yes, it's been. It's been interesting. Um, but you have gingerbread mix. We have gingerbread mix, and we finally got the sugar cookie mix sugar back in stock. Mix. And it is great that time of year. And we thank goodness we still have flour in stock. We've maintained that, which is good because we have a lot of bakeries around the country who rely on our flour um, to stay in business. And, um, you know, we have agreements with them where we don't tell people that they use our flour, obviously. Um, that's their secret sauce, so to speak. And, um, you know, I take that very seriously as, as you know, my role as their partner, I would never want to run out of, you know, flour because that's their business. So whenever we produce, we overproduce flour at the expense of, you know, some of these other mixes sometimes. So anyway, we are producing, we produced again this week, produced um, more flour and mixes, and we're producing again the first of next week. So we should be back in stock with everything um, by mid to late next week, fingers crossed. But that means that, um, you know, that's just in time for people to order before Christmas, if you're looking for Christmas. And, it's like the 15th? Um, it depends on where you live. Honestly, we ship out of Baltimore, Maryland. So if you're East Coast, then there's plenty of time. If you're West Coast, it depends on how you choose to ship it because we, you know, we ship um, ground or, you know, you can pay for expedited shipping. So, um, yeah, I mean, the 15th would be very, would be a safe bet. Um, but if not, then, you know, you're looking at potentially having to pay for expedited shipping. If you wait until the week after, you know, and you're getting closer to Christmas just depends. So anyway, and if you're in the Baltimore area, we actually hand deliver, which is kind of nice, or you can come to our warehouse. A lot of people um, aren't aware of that, that we do that as well. So anyway, it's just, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. And how is your cookie swap going? Um, it's, it is going, um, we have, people have started entering, which is always exciting. I love seeing what the different um, cookies are that people have been sharing, but uh, you know, it takes the cookie swaps an interesting beast because it's not one of those things that, you know, people are like, Oh, there's a contest. All I have to do is enter my email. And so you don't get like 10,000 people entering right now. Right, right. It takes a little while because people have to go home and, and go, okay, uh, what cookie recipe or recipes am I going to enter? And then they have to make the cookie and take a picture of it. So generally what happens is it's backloaded. So in, like in the beginning of the contest, there aren't that many people who have entered, so to speak. And then closer to the end of the, the contest, you get a lot more entries. So it's slow going in the beginning, but um, we have some entries in there now and they're, they're getting, they've already gotten hundreds of votes. So that's exciting. Um, but I expect to see a lot more entries as the month goes on. So if you're listening there's still plenty of time to um, enter yeah. your recipes and the weekends gfjules.com. Yeah. Gfjules.com. And it's in the blog section of the website. If you just, or you could just use the search bar and search cookie swap in at gfjules.com 
or, you know, in any of um, my social media, I've been posting about it. You can click from there, but yeah. Um, the weekends are usually a really good time. People usually do their baking on the weekends and take a picture and it doesn't have to be any, you know, fancy picture. Um, you know, just a picture of your cookie and the recipe is all we need and post it up there. But the better the picture, the more votes you could get. That, Remember the top 10 true. vote getters. Yeah, that's true. That is the way it works. Um, the more mouthwateringly delicious your cookie looks, then yeah, you will probably get more votes. But, you know, I mean, cookies all look good to me. So I would, and people, people yeah. can go in and vote for every cookie. It's not like they can only go in and yeah. vote for one cookie. So, you know, they'll get more votes just, you know. And you can make recipe. them all. That's the last thing. They're right. all free. The recipe's on there, right. you know? Right. And if you enter, make sure you get everyone, everyone wins by making the recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and they'll be up there forever. So people can go and get the recipes anytime after that. Um, and that's kind of fun too. There's like, it was a few years ago, somebody entered, um, with a, a shortbread recipe and I didn't have a shortbread recipe on my website. I mean, I've got a zillion cookie recipes, but I just didn't have a shortbread recipe. And so people would be asking me, you know, a long time, you know, you know, I need a shortbread recipe. And so I would, I would go and, and point people to that woman who entered her shortbread recipe in the gluten-free cookie swap, I'd say, well, here's a shortbread recipe. Uh, it looks delicious. <laughs> I've never made it, but it looks yeah. really good. And I would point them to this woman who entered her shortbread recipe um, on the gluten-free cookie swap because it looked pretty good to me. So, you know, it's a yeah. central repository for, you know, all things cookie. So yeah. it's another great resource for the community yeah. that is free. That is free. Exactly. Exactly. And it's fun. Amen. It's just fun to see what people are, are doing or, you know, what, what people are cooking up. So are you going to another gluten-free cookie swap, Erica? No. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> I don't have any um, unique recipes, you know, mm-hmm. I only do my tried and true one over and over again. And that's no, it. your bourbon one. I know that one. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's it. Okay. It's just a modified recipe that is, it's just. I don't vote. So it's not like, you know, I would go in there and sway it somehow. I feel like that's about crossing the line. Why? Between our, between our podcast relationship. (laughs) (laughs) But. Huh. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't sway anything because all I do is have you know, the thing up you there. You would know. You would know. I would if I know. got into the top 10, then you would be like, oh my God, bourbon chocolate chip. This is Erica. I just Yeah, but I, I don't, like I don't vote. I, I couldn't possibly Oh yeah, I forget it. your friend's vote too. Yeah. Jeff would know. <laughs> no, it's a blind taste test. Okay. I, I don't have any way of swaying it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll enter, but I'm saying, you know what you should do is you should, you should have Matt enter your recipe. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Sounds good. All right. We've, we've solved the problem right there. Yeah. Well, I hope I win because I really need another (laughs) Zosurushi because I have two Zosurushi bread machines. So really hoping for a third, although I really want their, uh, their toaster oven? oven or whatever their toaster oven. Yeah. That I could win. There you go. That I'd be happy you could be winning. Gunning for second place. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to win. I don't want to win. I guess in second place is I really want that toaster oven. Okay, so funny story that did happen one year. Um, the I forget you know which places it was or whatever, but the winners wanted to switch prizes 
And they did. So, I mean, I connected the winners with each other and they agreed to switch prizes. Like, I forget which, which prize it was they wanted to switch, but they, okay. they wanted to switch prizes. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Hey, I don't care. <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> Whatever. It was all fine with me. So people were happy. They were, they, you know, everybody got what they wanted. So it's Christmas. So I want to tell you about my horrible no good week because I love being the infamous Debbie Downer. Are we going back to this this glass half empty thing again? Yes, because it's an important topic in our community and it needs to be addressed. Well, you do it. You you do it really, really well. So you go address that topic. I will. Okay. I'm going to see if I'm going to sneeze first. Okay. I don't think I am. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I haven't talked for this long in a very long time. So my issue is in September of last year, way before we started this podcast, I had colonoscopy. Okay. Not my first one. Not your first one. This was not supposed to be eventful. They found a polyp. Again, not supposed to be that eventful. That's why they do colonoscopies. They take them right out. Not a big deal. Nothing else was found. Great. Woo. Not the problem. I switch insurance providers. Yeah. Hooray. Um, That's not where the story is. I switch insurance providers to another state's Blue Cross Blue Shield program, which is like a very large Mm -hmm. insurance provider. And it's like, what, 20% of the U.S. is like Blue Cross Blue Shield or some insane statistic. Um, So I now have new insurance. Cool. Go about my life. About two months ago, I received a bill for $2,800. And I'm like, this is weird. And it's from my anesthesia, anesthesiologist, my anesthesiologist office. Anesthesiologist. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So my (laughs) anesthesia guy from the colonoscopy was Mm -hmm. charging $2,800. And like, this seems weird. And like, yeah, well, it wasn't processed through insurance. And I'm like, oh, it must be because they had the wrong insurance. So I call them and they're like, We've been trying to get a hold of your um, insurance provider. We build it to the right Blue Cross. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Then why are we still having all these problems? Like, we have no idea, but they won't accept it. They took $100 off. And I'm like, well, that sucks because <laughs> um, I'm still not paying like $2,700 or whatever. So the lady was super nice and she's like, okay, here's the situation. We've called Blue Cross Blue Shield, Texas. We've called Blue Cross Blue Shield, Arizona. No one's doing anything, um, but I'm going to keep trying. So it's been a couple months of them doing this. So then they sent another letter that's like, you still owe $2,800. And I'm like, this is silly, but the lady said she's working on it. I get another letter that's like, okay, so we clearly understand that you're not paying with insurance. So we decided to bill you cash pay. So it's going to be $500, but we're going to give you a discount. So it's $400. And I'm like, okay, but still I had insurance. So you're telling me that my insurance was no good. Like that's it. I had insurance. You have to bill insurance. I'm not paying cash when I purposely did it, when I had hit my deductible right. so I could get a free colonoscopy. It shouldn't be that hard. 
but it was. Um, so I called again and I'm like, Hey, I see now that your bill is fine. She's like, yeah, we just, your insurance company isn't taking care of it. So we just want to get it done with. So we're going to offer you this, this payment. And I'm like, okay, but this seems really weird. Like I had insurance, I had good insurance. Why isn't this getting paid? They're like, it's just not working. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, we'll give you a discount. Do you want to pay 300? They were like asking me how much I wanted to pay in cash. And I'm like, no cash, no cash is the answer. Like I get insurance basically. And so I then called Blue Cross Blue Shield, Texas, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? And they're like, well, first of all, it's not a routine exam because they found a polyp. So it's actually a, a diagnosis. Um, so it's a diagnostic exam, and that's different than what we had billed for. So you didn't have preauthorization for it. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work How that way. I no. Know? no, 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 no. I'm like, you can't nobody switch it knows. after the fact. <laughs> That no. they're like, yes, I am expecting a polyp. Therefore, can you preauthorize for no. taking a polyp out? It's like if there was a Barbie head stuck in there, <laughs> you can preauthorize. You didn't know. You didn't find the Barbie head until it was lodged in my intestine. I'm just like, I don't want none of this is making. And I've worked in doctor's yeah. offices, but I've also been a professional patient. And this is not my first rodeo with like terrible insurance. So she said that. And then she said like that basically they had billed Blue Cross Blue Shield Texas without billing through Blue Cross Blue Shield Arizona, which is where I had my colonoscopy in. And then she said that like all of those people were out of network. And I'm like, not true. They're actually in network for Arizona. She goes, but it doesn't matter. You're in Texas and they're not in network in Texas. And I'm like, this is not how insurance companies work or else nobody remote could get insurance in whatever state that they're in. It's just like, you have no ideas. But this lady had me on the phone for like an hour and a half, an hour and a half. Of my time. And then she called again. And then today I got a call where it's like, hey, I want to let you know, like we've, we followed up with everyone. And turns out that the provider was in network. The anesthesiologist is in network, but their billing provider is out of network. So therefore we actually can't pay any of this. And so you're stuck with the bill. And I'm just like, this cannot be right. At no point should I, oh, and part of this is while I was exploring on my old site, all of my, you know, notices or whatever of billing, their billing statements or um, explanation of benefits, I saw that there was another bill for $800 or sorry, um, $600 that was not paid. That was from the doctor doing the actual colonoscopy. And so I'm like, oh, so now there's like $3,000 worth of bills that I, that are not paid for. And she's like, yep, can't do anything about it. This is really... I mean, I tried. We spent hours on the phone with your billing provider. I had to give them all the numbers. Like I did the legwork right. for them. So finally, and meanwhile, I'm tweeting out like this should not be. Oh, I saw. I saw the <laughs> So, like- uh, and this whole thing is like Kirstie Alley just died of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Like all these yeah. people, like Chad Chadwick Boseman, like oh, all these yeah. people are dying so early of colon cancer with a preventable colonoscopy. And yet when someone has a preventable thing, they have to go through all of this just to get things covered mm-hmm. by insurance. When in reality, should not should not be that hard. So I tweeted yet again today and I'm like, I will tag everyone involved. Tag Blue Cross Blue Shield Texas. Tag Blue Cross Blue Shield Arizona. Tag Blue Cross Blue Shield Corporate. Like, I have tagged everyone saying, like, this is unacceptable. Like, I've gone through months of this and hours of my time on the phone call just for a preventable situation, like getting a colonoscopy. What is going on? So, um, 
yeah, I basically got a tweet from both Blue Cross Blue Shield Texas and Blue Cross Blue Shield Arizona. It's like, I don't understand. Can you maybe DM us your number and we can, I'm like, Blue Cross Blue Shield Texas, we've done this. Like I have voicemails from you guys. You're not working. So Blue Cross Blue Shield Arizona messaged me and I'm like, great. I have an email. I'm just going to send it out there. If it works, it works. Got a call today. So like maybe two hours after I had um, tweeted about it. And she's like, everything that you said is completely wrong. And they really screwed you over. And I'm like, Oh, that's a nice. So she's like, there is no way that they can retroactively like bill you for all these things. They should have done a retroactive preauthorization when they found a polyp so they can actually have a quote unquote preauthorization for a diagnostic colonoscopy and not a routine colonoscopy. They should have done X, Y, Z and they did not And we're really sorry. And let us try to work on it for you. So I went through everything with her. And so hopefully this $3,000 hanging over my head nightmare for colonoscopy is done. Yeah. And how many hours does this take you? Exactly. So the whole point of this is not like, oh my God, what a crappy week I've had. Like that has nothing to do with it. Like, yes, it sucks. I went through it, but I've done it many, many times before. This is not my first rodeo. The issue is how many people are going to sit through that with their insurance provider to just deal with this, right? Like not many people will go on the phone and even call their doctor or call their insurance provider saying, why am I doing this? So they either not pay and they'll go to collections or they'll either pay an astronomical amount of money that's not really that they don't really owe because they don't really understand the system because most people aren't going to sit on the phone for an hour or two hours or three hours. They're not going to tweet. They're not going to call the, all these people like they're just not going to deal with it. And then guess what? If they had a terrible, terrible time with their insurance or terrible time with their doctor's office and they had to pay $3,000 out of pocket because they didn't want to deal with it. Do you really think that they're going to get another colonoscopy? No. Right. Yeah, they're not going to go through this. They're not going to deal with it. Right. So we have all these people who are just not being a part of the system and not having proper healthcare done because they've had negative experiences with insurance providers. Right. Well, and, and that doesn't, I mean, it's bad enough when we're talking about a colonoscopy, but it happens with everything. It happens with mental health. um, Yeah. Even worse because nobody, no insurance company, wants to pay for mental health care. And the Mental Health yeah. Parity Act means that they have to. And no one can understand that whole system. I mean, I've gone spiraling around in the mental health um, care system with you know, insurance trying to get payments made mm-hmm. or pre-authorizations or whatever for various members of my family and my insurance policy. And they they don't understand how to how to code yep. anything. They don't pay for anything. They don't know what to do with anything. And and then you're like, what? So you're not so you're just not supposed to get um, care, <laughs> you know? And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Colonoscopy, mental health, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, most people, as you say, are not going to either have the um, the time, the inclination, or the wherewithal to fight that fight and to get get it done and then the care doesn't get done and that is the problem and yeah so insurance yeah. is um is a big is a big issue because they don't seem to be i mean we all know insurance doesn't exist to help the customer in but like when it's actively trying to you know be um 
there's a subterfuge going on there and they're trying yeah. to actively what I don't understand make it hard is, for people to get care. There are so many customer service people working in there that really do want to help you. I yeah. mean, these people are like, I want to help with this bill. I want to help you understand at least, or maybe we can help understand. But like to go through this and have people be wrong and then have them still, like mm-hmm. how many people would have done the extra step right. and Instead of like that second person who's like, sorry, you still have $3,000 and would have just paid it and been like, this is weird. I don't like this. Yeah. But like my partner, there's no way he'd be on the phone for even a minute trying to get this bill taken care right. of. He's like, just pay it and get it over with. Right. I don't want to deal with the hassle. And imagine people who are in financial distress and don't have the money to pay and don't have the time because they're working two jobs, three jobs just to get it by and they can't be on the phone with someone for two hours and be on hold for this long. This is, it's the whole system. I know that it's screwed up and, but yet like we don't have to deal with it on a daily basis. So it's times like this that make me just want to like pull my hair out and scream and go on a tirade on Twitter. But thank God that I did because (laughs) now my bills will hopefully be paid. Well, and I I don't know about you, but the Blue Cross hold music makes me want to lose my mind. It's like a 10 second (laughs) loop of the same song. And I'm like, okay, well, that might be okay if I was only on hold for 10 or 20 seconds, but I'm on hold for like, I don't know, an hour and 30 minutes. And so it's just totally unacceptable. There are these, (laughs) um, there's people on TikTok that do dances to hold music. And so whenever I get that hold music, I'm like, "Ah," it just makes me laugh (laughs) because I just think of those guys. But yeah, so it's been a bit of a, um, a bit of a phone call nightmare and a bit of like just- Well, thank goodness you were- um, you know, adamant in actually pushing through and getting some resolution in that. And I hope anyone listening, you know, is not like lost in the details of what Erica went through and is hearing actually the fact that, you know, there is some resolution that was, that was found there at the end and takes heart in that, that, you know, being, um, strong-willed and actually not giving up and giving in. Um, and also, you know, please don't just let that go by and um, either, you know, get taken to collections or stop going to the doctor. Like neither one of those is a good solution either. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway is just like, you you still need to go to the doctor. Like don't be discouraged by all the the billing bullshit, all the insurance nightmares. Like it's still like the provider is there for the most part to like, just try to get you better or try to help investigate what's going on. But this is just part of like the patient advocacy part that really frustrates me because we do what we can with pharmaceutical companies. We do what we can with, with, um, with patient advocacy organizations. But for the life of me, I've never been able to be like, you know who I should work with is an insurance provider. Like, no, Ugh. they're not asking for patient advocates to be like, how can we make our lives better? Yeah. Whereas like pharmaceuticals, they need you, right? Yeah. Like I've been involved in so many of them and I do really truly, like, I feel like I make a difference. But like no insurance company has been like, Erica, do you mind sitting down for a focus group to tell us how we can do better? It's like, yeah, can you not bill me $3,000 for a, a a routine procedure? Like this is insane. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's just, it's, it's super fun. And it just reminds me like, this is why I do what I do is to remind people mm-hmm. that it, you still have to do, you still have to do it. Like, and I, I know that it sucks and everyone has to go through this, but like, it, it's still important for you to go to a doctor, for you to go to a GI, for you to get a colonoscopy, because even if these things happen, I mean, I found a polyp, right? 
Ryan Reynolds just went through it like live, you know, like it's, it's just a reminder is that like, Mm -hmm. it's still very, very important that you do this, even if you have to deal with all the shenanigans afterwards. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Um, If for no other reason than inspiration for the rest of us to um, read all of those bills um, and to, you know, make the phone calls that you have to make and complain to whoever you have to complain to, to get the, uh, the right answers. So, and I'm glad it was only just a poem. Me too. And not a Barbie head. And not a Barbie head. I don't know. I just (laughs) don't know where that came from. Um, hopefully not personal experience. You never know. <laughs> no, not personal experience. Now, now dogs, on the other hand, my, my father's a veterinarian, and you should hear all the stories about what he has had to do surgery on to get the things like Barbie heads out of dog stomachs because they will eat anything apparently, and it just sits in their stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had surgery on Murph because he ate hair ties. Oh, ugh, yeah. That's sort of Oh, and Christmas time, tinsel, the yeah. worst. Don't have tinsel on yeah. your tree if you have cats. There's your, there's your yeah. P.S. A for the day. <laughs> yeah. If you learn nothing from this That's episode, right. just no tinsel. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't yeah. do the tinsel or hair ties around with your cats. Now, I know, um, you know, you're not feeling the best. And so we were going to make this a shorter um, episode for today, but I know that there were like two little studies that you wanted to share with us real quick. Um, can you just share the highlights of those studies and then we can yeah. roll on out and let you go back to bed? There have been some really cool things on the interwebs. And you know what, for today, I'm just going to share the one okay? because I think it's good enough just to end on this one really random study it's pretty that's random. been done. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's getting a lot of traction in the GI rule. I think it's because it's so and random. Everyone is talking <laughs> mm-hmm. about it. So. I'd like to hear IBS, you explain this. <laughs> so IBS has been like, there's so many theories about the underlying cause of IBS. Is it like a gut motility issue, which means that things don't move fast enough and therefore more bacteria and the bacteria may get out of whack? Is it like a FODMAP issue where you can't handle some of the sugars that are in things? Is it like a stress-related condition? What There's all these issues with IBS and there's so many different types of IBS that they're just now starting to like, instead of just IBS-C for constipation, IBS-D for diarrhea, they're coming up with like several different um, uh, types of Mm -hmm. IBS. So that's what they're working on. But one of the biggest things making waves in the GI world is um, Brendan Spiegel, who's one of my favorite MDs. He's um, uh, director of health services at Cedar sinai but he is an avid Twitter user. And I love watching his tweets. He's also like a DJ, which is super <laughs> great. Um, but he was um, published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology that IBS could be caused from the body's inability, wait for it, to manage gravity. Yeah. And it sounds so weird. Um, but it's like, you know, gravity is always pulling us down and always like there's a load on us, right? Um, because that's just how gravity works. Mm-hmm. Like how you can go to like a space center and be like, I weigh this much on the moon because that's the effect of gravity on it. But he's saying that like your body is designed to like st- be stable in this amount of gravity, but some systems can fail 
And with that failure, maybe organs can shift. And therefore, if the abdominal contents are heavy, like the sack of potatoes that you carry around, maybe there's some other issues that could trigger IBS. And it was really interesting. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah, the visuals were really funny. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. And then he goes on to talk about like... um, like G-force, right? And so like on a roller coaster and um, like what you feel when you're motion sick. And I'm like, oh my God, I get super, super motion sick and I have IBS. And like when airplanes like get all jumpy and turbulent, my stomach sinks and I get like a feeling like I need to like poop my pants or throw up. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's like the vagus nerve overreaction. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's talking about. It's like this G-force vigilance to where like, our nervous system isn't interpreting G-force properly. And people with IBS may be prone to overacting with their G-force. Like maybe perhaps people with IBS experience more IBS on roller coasters or people with IBS may experience more if they like stand up too early, which is a lot of like um, the POTS and the Mm -hmm. post-orthostatic tachycardia syndrome where like your body doesn't react to standing up and sitting Mm -hmm. down properly and has a hard time pooling blood in certain areas. But like to put it in a way to understand, it's like, oh God, maybe maybe roller coasters do make my IBS worse. Maybe I do have a problem with gravity. But everyone online is talking about this gravity study and about how like you would never ever think about the effects of gravity on your intestines. Mm -hmm. But it was really something to think about. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. When your stomach drops on a roller coaster, I'm like, my God, that is a G-force. There goes my sack of potatoes. (laughs) Yeah. My sack of potatoes (laughs) fell down. So this study, I'll link to it. um, And it's just really, really interesting. And it's just something that a lot of people are talking about online. And I think that it will just like be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Never thought about that. Could be the next thing. Could be the next thing. So maybe we need like anti-gravity suits for IBS. Okay. You work on that and put it in your next gift guide. Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyway, so everyone go to the moon and that's the only way we'll be able to get rid of our IBS because Mm -hmm, of gravity. mm -hmm, Sure. Um, But yeah, I just thought that that was a charming little study um, that everyone's talking about online that I thought um, our dear listeners would like to listen to our life with a sack of potatoes <laughs> balancing against gravity. Well, these potatoes are gluten-free. I know, right? Yeah. That's a fact. Awesome. Well, thanks for sticking around this episode and dealing with my sick voice and trying not to cough through this and all the edible glitter that's covered my entire keypad. Yeah, there are worse things that could cover your keypad. It's true. Yeah. True. Well, I hope you feel better. And everyone listening, I hope that you've had a lovely week and enjoy your weekend. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it on your podcast provider. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. You had me at eat.